Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and let me tell you, you're in for a crazy, crazy treat tonight. If you listened to last week's show and laughed your butt off, I think this, I mean, last week was pretty damn funny about illegal sex uh, things around the world. Um, That was inspired and funny. Some of these are, uh, I was kind of horrified and laughing at the same time through my research. So it'll be maybe one of those looks of shock on your face while internally you're like, that's so ridiculous. I'm laughing, but I'm also horrified. So welcome to the show on how to clean your vagina where we're going to discuss all things that people have tried to use to clean their vagina along with what you don't require to clean your vagina. So what actually has me as an expert today? I'm not. Maybe I am. It's more that I'm actually uh, an, an awesomely curious person who loves investigating and exploring and asking questions about bodies. And especially I love talking about pleasure and sex and all the things that might actually stop us from having pleasure and sex. And sometimes having an unclean vagina can actually be a huge preventative to having fun in the sack. You know what I'm saying? A little crotch rot does not actually open the whole door to having great fun in the bedroom. So crotch rot is not actually the whole topic of tonight's conversation, though I could have a show dedicated to crotch rot and the many forms of male crotch rot and female crotch rot because you guys would be surprised how much crop trot there is in the world and what it stems from. It's it's just, yeah, it's not cool. Exactly as Rhonda, my friend and producer, says, just say no to crotch rot. Just if there's crotch rot involved, just no. That's just not where, if you, if you can smell the crotch and it smells like rotting flesh, that is not just an unclean crotch. That is a skank rotten crotch. And that is a crotch that needs to be taken to the doctor. Um, I'm sure doctors love it when people show up with crotch rot, uh, you know, gaping wounds that maybe haven't healed, uh, penis foreskins that haven't been retracted to clean the head of the penis with different interesting things that can grow bacterially there. Oh, the good times of an unclean crotch. But we're actually going to talk about strange things that people have done to clean their crotch because that's actually really fascinating. I work with people all day long in my private practice. I work with them using uh, different types of things, different types of modalities. So some of them are hands-on modalities that will actually like align your spine with total ease. It's like magic. Uh, it is actually quite like magic. It's it's uh, there's so much um, there is so much gentleness and ease in the body movement work that I do that a lot of people are like, I don't think you did anything. And then they get off the table and they're like, oh, my neck moves now. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens. (laughs) That's what shows up. 
The other work I do, I use a lot of different technologies in my practice. One of them is pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, which is amazing for cell health of all kinds. And another type of um, technology I use is actually called radionics, which if you look up radionics, you'll find lots of interesting uh, reports on it being awesome and lots of reports on it being crazy. Um, and honestly, the first time I heard of it, I thought it was absolutely nuts. But my crotch actually landed me into finding my way to um, a radionic session. My mom had said something to me like, hey, uh, she had tried this radionic stuff out and she'd had years of anemia and exhaustion and had this session using a radionics machine and uh, all of a sudden she had no more anemia. Her body could actually absorb iron where it didn't absorb iron before and that was after one session, which was pretty crazy amazing. So she called me because that's what moms sometimes do when they are like, hey, I found this amazing thing. They pass it on to their babies. And she was like, hey, go try this for your crotch. And I was like, hey, I could try that for my crotch. Um, and after at the time, I didn't have a car. And after convincing a friend of mine to drive me up for a two-hour drive to meet this woman because I had to meet her in person at the time, which is no longer a requirement, uh, we have Skype and such, which is great. So off I went on this adventure with a friend of mine who is also now a radionics practitioner and I had my crotch worked on. I used to have like debilitating menstrual cramps and could, for the life of me like no pain medication was helping and the doctors were like yeah it's normal you know I went for all kinds of tests growing up just thinking that I had definitely something wrong with my crotch but nothing would show. Um, and then radionics found out what was going on um, through discovery and through some uh, analysis found out what was going on and it's amazing it also can send frequencies that will start to begin to allow the body to be healed so those frequencies it's kind of like homeopathy the frequencies are sent to the body to match the disease or the, the whatever's ailing you and it starts to eliminate it and just like homeopathy it's not always a one treatment thing sometimes uh, you can get amazing results in one treatment as well so I actually did have phenomenal results after my first treatment in my body and my crotch were very very happy after that so yay to the crotches of the world who have wisdom that bring you to places and um, so what <clears throat> the question is what actually possessed me to talk about crotch health tonight well I for those of you who know and have been listening to this show for a while you know I'm like really like in love with all things uh, Netflix documentary related and there's a fabulous um, documentary on Netflix called Embarrassing Bodies and their newest um, their newest season came out recently so I've been on it like like rot on crotch and I've been watching it like as much as I can uh, my husband can't stand it and my daughter is now um, not as interested in it as she was before after seeing you know a bunch of stuff that was kind of like, ooh, gross, rotting. She was kind of like, I don't want to see rotting toes anymore. I'm like, cool, it's just a choice. So she's not into the rotting toes anymore. But I was watching um, this, and there were, you know, several people complaining about different um, conditions that were causing crotch uh, smell and crotch rot. And some of them are actually really valid um, things that would cause smells and odors in the body. Um, there is one that actually is called fishy odors. Um, I think it's called fish, fishy odor syndrome, fish odor syndrome, um, and it has to do with the way that your body breaks down uh, certain um, 
proteins in the body, ones that come from fish in particular, so and different meats. So some bodies just have an, a stink about them, and those stinks can get uh, exacerbated by things like menstruation. So you know you can have a, a rot about you, and it can actually not just be an, a hygiene thing. It can be it can be a pretty amazing indicator that something's going on in your body that you might want to get it checked out. Uh, some other indications that maybe if you're washing your crotch a lot and it's um, not, and your crotch just seems to have a funk about it, you might also, uh, ladies in particular, we're talking about ladies and vaginas tonight. So, ladies, if you're, um, when I say, what I mean by vagina is I'm actually talking about your vagina, the internal part. So, your vulva is the whole thing, the whole, the external, including the internal. Uh, but when I'm talking about your vagina, you might actually notice that there is like a smell coming out of your vagina. Um, some women have smells out of their vagina. And truth be told, we all have smells about us. It's part of the magic of our bodies. Our bodies give off pheromones so that they'll attract, you know, amazing lovers. And you know what's amazing about an amazing lover is they don't judge your smell. In fact, they love your smell. In fact, they'd like to bury their face in it probably all day long. So... When, if you have a lover that's really digging your smell and really into your smell, just, you know, if you have a point of view about it, just pock and pod that. It's point of creation, point of destruction, all of your points of view about the smell of your crotch. Because in all honesty, crotches have a scent about them and that scent is required. It's you know, as I was kind of like thinking about the creation of this show, I was like, what other creatures on this entire planet do things to make their crotches smell like something other than crotches? We are the only species on the planet, the only species on the planet that will try and make our crotches smell like flowers or try and make our crotches smell like vanilla beans. Uh, you know, if you look at a chimpanzee, they're not trying to make their crotches smell different. If you look at a dog or a cat, they're cleaning their crotches regularly in the way they know that is best for their bodies. And it's really rare that you see something like a cat with a vaginal infection, right? Unless it's, you know, somebody's been interfering with it. It's not a really common occurrence. So, peeps out there, what are you doing? What are you doing to your sweet, sweet vaginas? Why are you judging the poop out of them? Why are you thinking that they smell like poop? They just, they smell like you. And it's just like all those other things that we're using to mask our pheromones. And here's the irony of it. There's so many people right now desperately seeking Susan on the planet or Marianne or, but you know what? They can't find you, Susan and Marianne, because they can't smell you out. And as much as we aren't dogs, we also have this capacity to act like dogs and that somewhere in our body, our brain and our, and our whole neurological system and our endocrine system actually reacts to another person's body and their smell, right? So just let your crotch be your crotch. It might actually attract the lover that you've been looking for. Let your armpits be your armpits. You know, your armpits do not have to smell like, oh, I don't even know. I What I use is like I on the rarest occasion, I will use like this uh, kind of like a water lavender smell, but that's only if I'm going to work on people for like 12 hours and when I do energy work, I get a I get a funk about me that's 
I think is sexy, but I don't know if everybody else finds it sexy because I'm like, damn, I smell like I just had sex for 10 hours. It smells good. But not everybody has the same sensation about that. Um, and a lot of people have a point of view about natural body smells. I don't know where these points of view came from, people. They're a big, fat, freaking lie. Your body is magic, and it smells the way it smells so that it can actually do its job in attracting partners, love, fun, play for you. That's its job. And the smells that it's presenting are, unless they are totally like rotting fish or really big-time bakery, chances are you don't have anything wrong with you. You know, if you do have something that's like rotting flesh or bakery syndrome, <laughs> that would also be known as yeast infection candida, but we'll call it bakery syndrome for tonight. If you've got that going on, definitely see your doctor because there's something more than just your crotch involved with that. It's actually a, a systemic thing. So if you have, if you've got, you know, chronic yeast infections, that started in your mouth, guys. It starts with what you're putting into your body. And it also, um, things like what you're wearing. You know, if you're wearing a lot of things like panty lines that are going to hold in bacteria and sweat, unlike like cotton underwear that's going to let your crotch breathe, it's going to like, that sweat's going to dry up. It's not going to be um, holding the bacteria in there. If you're holding the bacteria in your body with panty liners or uh, other scented products, sticking on them on your crotch, your your crotch is actually going to like combat that and go, "What are you doing?" You know, it starts to build the bacteria and like trying to counterbalance and actually bring back the acidity into your vagina. Your vagina is supposed to be acidic. It's not acidic to the point where it burns. It's just acidic to the point where it can actually produce whatever is required for it to clean itself out. Because guess what? You have a magical JJ, and it is, it is stellar. It's not even an upgraded VJ. It was born to clean itself out. It's not like those super-duper self-cleaning stoves, guys. Those are just upgrades. This is like a natural system you have. You don't even have to worry about it. It will clean itself out. So, yes, some bodies will have during your cycle, and there are different phases of your your um, hormones changing, that you will have discharge. That's normal. Discharge is normal, my friends. If you don't have discharge, I'm wondering if you have the correct bacteria in your body. You're, you are supposed to shed the lining of your uterus. You're supposed to. Your body needs to do that. You're supposed to allow your body to clean itself out. That's what it does. So allow your body to, to clean out. Allow your body to shed all the things it's needed to shed. And yes, it may come out like, uh, like I don't know, like, uh, like stuff, like snot, kind of like a snotty consistency. So let your body clean itself out. But for those of you who are curious what kind of other crazy things are available on the planet, Stick around, and I'm going to talk about those when we come back from this commercial break. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melita Yelenich, and tonight we're talking about how to keep your vagina clean. So for those of you who are still confused about what is the vagina and blah, 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 okay, I'm going to be really clear again because I can never be too clear on the difference between your vulva and your vagina. Your vagina is a tube of muscle inside of your body, women. It runs from the cervix to the vaginal opening. That is your vagina. Uh, the external stuff like your labia minora and labia majora are called the vulva, and that surrounds your vaginal opening. So for tonight, we're talking about both of those, but I will be clear on when I'm talking about the vagina and when I'm talking about the vulva. So the vulva is something you can clean, um, it's better to clean it with just like water and if you really want to use soap, an unscented soap because vulvas are really sensitive. It's it's kind of like, would you stick, here's an example, would you stick like um, antibacterial soap up your nose? You've got a similar mucous membrane in your nose as you do in your vagina. Uh, so I'm just really highly recommending not sticking anything um, in there that could burn. If it could burn your nose, it's going to burn your vagina, just saying. So 
Um, also, yeah, just before break, I was talking a bit about vaginal secretions or discharge. And so for those of you who are concerned, if you have, if you think you have a lot of vaginal secretion or, or discharge, um, it's, it's actually normal that it'll change. So I wouldn't be too concerned about it unless it has an odor about it. So like if you have a lot of clear discharge, it doesn't mean you have an STD. I mean, if it smells like bread, then that's something to consider. It could be a yeast infection. If it has a different odor, like a fishy odor, if it has other odors, yeah, get that checked out. If it has a green tinge to it, check that out too. That can be a sign of an STD. So different tinges, you know, if it's not just clear or sort of a, a milky white kind of uh, thing, then yeah, maybe check that out. So it can also increase, like your discharge can increase when you're ovulating. And also if there's like menopause or or pregnancy, it'll change in thickness and consistency as well. So don't be worried about that. It really shouldn't smell uh, much. So what if you are concerned about it though, if there's a lot of itching or redness or soreness, get that checked out because it could be an indication of something else going on. So yeah, what else can I tell you? So bacteria, so there are actually loads of bacteria inside your vagina. And they're there to protect your vagina. That's their job. The vagina contains more bacteria than anywhere else in your body after the bowel. But the bacteria are actually there for a purpose. They provide, um, they, out, they can actually outnumber harmful bacteria. So it's the more bacteria you have, the higher the number of good bacteria you have in your vagina can also help to ward off things like STDs. So, you know, doing some of these things that I will be talking about shortly are are actually diminishing the numbers of bacteria, which can increase the STD rate. So I know it sounds counter counterproductive, but it's the vulva you want to clean. So the vulva is the crease between your labia majora and labia minora. And if you happen to have um, fairly prolific labia like I do, you're going to have multiple creases in there and you'll want to clean them out. And you can clean them out easily. You can use soap and, you know, you can be in the shower and you can rub it down with water. You can add unscented soap if you like. If you want to get into some particularly um, nitty-gritty areas, you can use a, a face cloth, you know, and have a little bit of unscented uh, soap on there with water. And um, ladies, too, just like how men need to retract the foreskin, from their penis to clean under there to get smegma out. Ladies, you need to retract the the foreskin. I would call it the foreskin, but it's actually the, called the clitoral hood. So you need to retract the clitoral hood. That's the skin that's around your clitoris. And it actually pulls back the same way that a man's foreskin will pull back. And so you want to retract that and clean um, around your clitoris as well so it doesn't get infection in there either so you can clean that with like a cloth so be gentle with it you are dealing with 8,000 nerve endings so you don't need to scrub it to death you don't need to treat it like it's a piece of wood being sanded down um, just you know a light clean is good just getting some of the um, stuff out of there is a really good idea so yeah the vagina is so smart it actually creates all of this stuff to actually help 
it um, be cleaned out. So if the balance of bacteria is disturbed in your vagina, it can lead to infections and inflammation. The bacteria actually has a name in your vagina, and it's called lactobacilli. So they are there to keep your vagina's pH uh, at its normal low level around pH 4.5. And it also prevents the growth of organisms, right? Who wants to have an organism growing in their vajayjay? Not me. Um, you don't want to wake up one morning and all of a sudden you have a mushroom sprouting out of there. Nope, I think I'll pass on that. So to be, yeah, to be really clear, your vagina does not need any cleaning. Your vagina is fine. Your vulva, labia minora, labia majora, clitoral hood, being retracted, getting all the creases in there, all of that, yeah, you can wash that up with some uh, some unscented soaps and water. And truthfully, if you really think it's smelling really bad, you there are some washes out there that are pH balanced that you can get um, over-the-counter type pH balanced soaps for, they're actually designed for the vulva. Um, please do not stick them inside of you. So, you know, avoiding things like douches is a really good idea. A douche actually is used to flush water up into your vagina um, and clear out vaginal secretions. But your vaginal secretions are there for a reason, ladies. It's okay that you have them. Using a douche can disrupt your normal vaginal bacteria. You don't want to do that. It's recommended, you know, that if you've ever even used one in your life, you might have used too many. And I'm not saying I haven't because when I was like 17 or 18, something like that, I was in high school, I had a paranoia about the fact that uh, I could like, when I would masturbate, I could smell my... I could smell my crotch on my fingers and I thought, that's disgusting. And I thought I had a problem. So I douched. And then I had a bigger problem. And then I had to go to the doctor because I ended up having a yeast infection. And then I ended up having to take suppositories. And then I ended up crying about it. And then it was like, fuck, I gave all of that up. So that, <laughs> that was no longer required. Um, it, it quite honestly took me well into my late 30s to actually get that it's okay that your vagina has its own smell. I had a huge point of view about it. Not lying, had a huge point of view about it. I would have been the first person to run to any one of a number of crazy things to try and get my um, get my vagina to smell like a pretty rose uh, garden. I would be the first one. Um, and then now I actually like my body and I don't have a point of view about it. And if my lover had an issue about the smell of my vagina, well, tough toots. Tough toots on you. Because, if, you know, truthfully, if you don't like the smell of somebody's crotch, you might not actually like having sex with them. So I know I've said this on many a show before, but put your face in it and see if you like the smell of it. If you like the smell of it, their pheromones are turning you on. And if their natural pheromones turn you on, there's something there. But if you're like smelling their perfume, that's a false pheromone. That's not actually what's turning you on. That's you're being falsely turned on. So um, smell their real armpits, you know, without deodorant. Smell their real crotch without like deodorant. Um, enjoy that because it's there to actually help your body. And there are, you know, I remember watching shows as a kid and there would be ads that would come on for like vaginal douches and it was like, wow, why do so many, 
women like think their crotches smell. As I got older into my teens, I was like, oh, crotches smell. And there was so much propaganda being shoved down our throats about the smell of a vagina between douches and vaginal wipes and vaginal deodorants. I can't even remember if they still have these, but I remember there being ads for like, here's your vaginal deodorant spray. Um, they had you convinced that you smelled like a pile of crap. They had you absolutely mortified that your body smelled awful and that nobody would be attracted to you. It was probably like, for me, the most disempowering time of my life about my sexuality, about my sex drive, about my body, um, was watching these ads telling me how much my body must have sunk. And I remember... I remember them clearly, like that's how much they affected my my mind. Um, and I also remember being in university and having one of my roommates say that she had she had a friend, she had a guy friend who was dating a girl who for some reason told my friend this story about fingering a girl and then he couldn't get this stink, quote, stink off of his finger for a week. And after that, I that thought stuck in my mind for so long that I became hyper vigilant and totally paranoid about the smell of my vulva, the smell of the whole lot of it. And uh, it's not kind, for one. If you if you don't like the smell of the person, you don't have to go talking about it to everybody under the sun. She might have actually had um, something going on in her body. She might have actually had. Um, the fish odor disease. She might have had yeast infection. She might have had endometriosis. There's a number of things that might have been going on um, <clears throat> that really need to be addressed because it's not a hygiene issue. It is actually something physiologically not working that needs to be corrected so that you're, it's not just your crotch. Your crotch is just uh, an indicator that something bigger is going on. So have that looked at because there are so many things that can assist with that these days. It's not worth um, it's not worth living with that kind of embarrassment or humiliation or um, self rejection that comes up when you think that you smell or that you do smell and you can't get rid of it. So, um, perfume products in particular are really false. They're just there to cover up the smell. They're not actually there to 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 solve any of the issues. So. Um, please avoid the perfumes of around your crotch. Just do it for me if you're not going to do it for you. So when we come back, I'm going to talk to you more about some crazy other ideas people have come up with, especially in the last year, for how to clean your vagina after this break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Millie Tsalanich, and tonight's topic is how to clean your vagina. I know you're surprised that I can make this last an hour, but trust me, I can. I can go on about this forever because after spending so much of my life in total disgust and dismay about the smell of my body, I realized that I actually didn't have a smell of my body. And I, it was funny. I mean, I have some kind of scent. It's what attracted you know, my lover is my life, so I must have some kind of scent that attracted him. Um, the the thing about it is that I I had a point of view that all women's crotches stunk. That's the truth. And I probably read tons of magazines growing up, like Chatelaine and blah, and I wasn't affected by the skinny girls in the magazines. That didn't really have some, I was, Sometimes, like, the big boobs would catch my eye, and I'd be like, hey, she got really big boobs. But what would catch my eye the most was things like douche um, ads, things like Vagisil ads, things like ads for telling women how wrong their crotches are, or, like, you get your period and you've got to hide your tampon, so let's make them look like some kind of fancy candy package. Like, all of this stuff was basically telling us how we should be mortified and embarrassed for even owning a vagina, um, which to me is the most ludicrous freaking thing on the planet because without our vaginas, people, there would be no none of us, for one. And yes, not all of us were born vaginally, but we all were received somehow vaginally, even if it was through intrauterine, um, you know, even if you were being planted in there. It went through your vajayjay. So thank the vajayjay for life and stop judging the crap out of it for how it may or may not smell. And men out there, honest to God, if you think that a woman's vagina is smelling bad, unless she's got the crotch rots of many different varieties or vaginosis, all of which are treatable, um, there are very few things out there that are not treatable that cause great uh, crotch stink. All of those, if she just smells like a person, like a body, like with some... Uh, what's the word for it? It's like, like you know, she's got a little, you know, not like terrible funk, but she might have some like 
sexy sex smell about her because she's been masturbating all day long, she might have some some fun smells about her. And if you are thinking that's disgusting, maybe you're not really into women. Just saying, maybe check out dudes instead. And it's quite possible that you actually don't enjoy women's bodies. So just consider that. If if all you want to do is rip on women and the smell of them, maybe you shouldn't be with them. Just saying. All right. Yep. That's a touchy subject. So, <laughs> oh, my daughter just came running by. That's fun. <laughs> so, let's talk about smelly vaginas. And my daughter gets to hear that in the background. Good times. But it's also good information for her because... She's actually a smart kid, and she knows not to stick soap in her crotch, which I did as a kid, by the way, a side note. I did actually one day, uh, as a very small kid, I like age three or four, I would bathe with my brother, and I was fascinated by the fact he had a penis, and I didn't. So I tried to recreate one by sticking a bar of soap in my crotch, and I didn't rinse it very well, and that was excruciating. So... Yeah, good times. You know, curiosity. Curiosity leads to strange and interesting things, doesn't it? Um, I do not recommend sticking a soap bar in your crotch. doesn't feel so good. So, so when cleaning your crotch, let's be really clear on this. Let's be really clear on this cleaning of the vulva. This is going to be, again, I'm just repeating it because it's like it's like I can't say it enough. So you can do it with or without a face cloth, just saying. Uh, you can do it with water, preferably wa- just water. Uh, you can add unscented soap if that makes you happy. Go for it. Um, we actually have like olive oil soap in our um, bathroom. You can use like Castile soap. You can use like there's all kinds of unscented uh, soaps that don't have that are not harsh. So use an unscented soap and. Remember, clitoral hood, all the creases of all your parts. And just like sex, here's a real good one. So, you know, when you're using a face cloth, now this is kind of funny, but let's just imagine. So, so I think they should be called crotch cloths, cloths if we're going to use them on our crotches. So you might have a face cloth that's specifically designated to your face uh, or several, and you might have some that are designated to your butt. But let's say you don't. Let's say you don't. Let's say you're just using... Uh, face cloth for uh, face and butt, let's just say. If you are, please start with the face. Just like oral sex, guys, start with the face. Starts on the mouth, then goes to the vagina, then goes to the anus. Just like sex, your face cloth goes face, vulva, anus. Just like that. Same order. I know. It's crazy. So when cleaning, you go from front to back, right? So you don't want to be sticking any of your bacteria from your anus into your vagina. There are thousands of bacteria and microscopic organisms like tiny little parasites that you can't even see that are actually hanging out in your feces. Yeah, even if you think you've done all every parasite cleanse under the planet, I promise you, you've got microscopic parasites hanging out in there, and you do not want to transfer those to your vagina. You don't. So don't do it. And can you kill them off? Yes, there are many ways you can kill them off. But if you're aware of it and you're not spreading it through your body, you have a better chance of killing it off through parasite cleanses out of your butt. 
Um, and the bacteria, there is bacteria in your colon that's required, and then there's unhealthy amounts of bacteria in your colon as well. And if you are eating food that is, um, you know, happy for your body, and you can ask your body questions about that, if you're eating food that keeps your body happy, then the chances are your vagina is going to be happy too. Because your vagina is part of your body, and believe it or not, it's affected by food. So, no, crazy. It's it's funny that I'm actually talking about this, but I get that so many people don't know this. And after watching Embarrassing Bodies today, the there was an episode where the men are taking a shower, and half of them don't even wash their butt cracks um, in Belfast, Ireland. So, and the men were like bragging about not having showers for two months. So I'm just like, wow, okay. We actually really need to talk about the fact that these bodies are getting quite filthy and need cleaning. It's not wrong to clean them. So I want to talk to you about some crazy things that are showing up on the planet. And some of them are super, super old. So there's something called vaginal steaming that got really popular. I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow or somebody was like going on and on about it. Um, but this is not because of her. It's been around for a long, long time where you can create... Um, you have this like steaming bath and in some countries that create special chairs for this, uh, pre-wedding, pre-post-baby, um, different reasons, post-menstruation. You would sit on these this box with these steaming herbs to clean out um, your vagina. But guys, it's not going to travel up. It, just, it doesn't travel up your vagina to your cervix and into your uterus. It just It doesn't do that. It's... Uh, if it did, would your vagina want something steaming hot in it? I don't know. I um, Maybe you're into BDSM and that's cool. Um, but that's not a nat, like that's not the most conducive kind of temperature to, um, yeah, to a vagina. Usually steaming hot is associated with burning sensations, which would make your body go, oh my God, do I have an infection? Uh, just saying. So, one of these um, things, these vagina vaginal steaming places, they're actually calling them yoni steaming and they're calling them um, vaginal or yoni facials. You know, they're like pretty popular in California now. Like They're like 50 to 75 bucks to have your vaginal yoni um, steaming thing going on. Sometimes they call it vaginal smoking. So you sit over this thing, this fire, coals, or hot rocks with these um, different, or steaming water with these different herbs in it. Uh, and this has been done for like thousands of years in Mozambique, in South Africa, in Indonesia, in Thailand, uh, where they were really trying to look at different things for vaginal care, uh, and different results all over the place. So in different places, some women reported that um, vaginal smoking was associated with maintaining wellness after um, maintaining wellness basically in general, especially after giving birth. Uh, 10% of women say they practiced it because it was to enhance male sexual pleasure, causing vaginal tightness and drying. Mm, I don't know if I want drying. And in two other African locations, women were said to use it to enhance male sexual pleasure. Uh, 0% gave in in the Asian countries, nobody actually gave any answer. Um, 
but they did say that it was part of their identity, feminine identity. So interesting. So yeah, there are many cleaners available like Vagisil, um, but honestly, if you're going to be using something that you think you're trying to hide a smell, get the smell checked out. Because your vagina is your vagina and it does not need to smell like a bed of roses or a flower bed. That's not what it was meant for. There's also something called Refresh with a pH in it. And that's actually one that can restore your pH balance. It can be used as a cream or a cleaner. So if you are having a pH balance um, problem, also see your doctor because they might give you something that will be um, particularly suited for your pH. So your OBGYN, your gynecologist, they know what they're doing. They actually know how to get your pH uh, balance back in order. Um, and like I mentioned before, stay away from deodorized pads and tampons uh, or anything that has like a perfume effect to it. Um, also, if you can uh, do certain things like keep your also, keeping your sex toys clean is a really good idea because you can be infecting yourself by not having clean sex toys. So using uh, special cleaners for sex toys, if you don't know where to find them, there are links on my page to Pure Romance um, and we sell them through there. So you can get that product for $16 in the U.S., $20 in Canada to clean your sex toys so that they're not infecting your vagina, which is a really common cause of different infections, by the way, if you're not cleaning them properly with the proper cleaners. Um, number six, number whatever I'm on, 5, 6, 22, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I really like one of the things that is going on is there are a lot of people using uh, things like uh, lasers for um, for actually getting rid of spots like discoloration, but also like lasers for hair removal. But it's mostly like the lasers for spots and stuff that that is like makes me wonder. Um, but weed suppositories, it's like, that's one way to get high. Um, you can, there are people who are using Bluetooth, Bluetooth menstrual cups. I don't know why you need a Bluetooth menstrual cup, but you can just use a menstrual cup and remember clean it properly too. Um, and I mentioned vag facials. They're all, they're also called vajacials. Yes, it's a facial for your vagina and that's the steaming ones usually. There's something called Herbal Detox Pearls. They are like a little tea bag. They're like a cheesecloth with herbs in them with a string attached and you insert it like a tampon. Um, yeah, so herbs for your crotch. Um, also, the new one that was really big last year in 2017 was uh, using cucumber. Yeah, so you, there are videos, guys. There are multiple videos on YouTube about how to clean your vagina with a cucumber. I, yeah, for real. So, surprise, no, not so surprising. People are strange when you're a stranger. Um, vaginal detox pearls claim to get rid of fibroids and increase fertility. There is no proof of any of this, by the way. Um, the pearls are a herbal mix in a pouch, like I mentioned, but there's also these other ones. Um, there are different sticks that have been used throughout Asia. Uh, one of the names for them are Ceres sticks, C-E-R-E-S, which is the goddess of the uh, harvest, I think, um, and maybe the moon, so moon cycles. Um, so those 
are interesting in that they are like a herbal insert, kind of like a giant tampon that you stick inside. And though some people report having some problems with them, some people swear by them. And again, those are supposed to be for cleaning and deodorizing your vagina and leaving it looking fresh, clean, and brand new. Um, however, there have been reports of some stuff where it's actually caused a lot more problems than good. So be aware of your body um, when testing any of these things out because your vagina doesn't actually need any of it. Remember, it's a self-cleaning mechanism. Yes, it is. It's so smart. The other really fun one now, some people drink yoni tea to help cleanse their yoni. So I get that that is possible and that if it's like an antifungal or something that's going to kill off a bunch of um, bacteria in your body in general, overall health, it's, I could see it as being overall health results in overall healthy vagina, yes. To have one that's specific to your vagina, I'm not sure, but um, I was also reading something to the effect of that some people were putting tea into their vagina. So, and swearing by the detox of the vagina. Yeah. There was also uh, something called the Very V Luminizer, which is a cream that you would just hold on to your vagina to make it sparkly. It's not actually your vagina, though, but that's what they're saying. Um, it's actually your vulva. And yes, it's supposed to make it sparkly, tastically beautiful, shining. I don't know why you'd have a shining crotch, but apparently it makes it shining. It, to me, it sounds like an acid peel for your vulva. Um, that one was highly not recommended by any doctor that I read about. Um, now, here's one that a gynecologist wrote uh, wrote in about saying that somebody had actually inserted garlic into their vagina to try and get rid of a yeast infection. Um, they were like, what the hell? There is no proof that sticking garlic into your vagina is going to get rid of a yeast infection, just so you know. Um, and in fact, that person who did that, the garlic sprouted because they left it in there too long. Oh, I can't even imagine what gynecologist sees. Now, this one, this one by far is possibly the most strange and disturbing one that I read about. Uh, sticking a certain kind of wasp's nest, yes, that's right, a wasp's nest called oak gold into your vagina is used to firm and tighten it up. And guess what? Some people say it really stings. Really? Oh, my Lord. And they're like, it's natural. There's nothing natural about sticking a wasp's nest into your vagina. Nothing about that. There... What? If you had a wasp in your ear, you'd go mental. Why would you stick a wasp nest into your vagina? Arsenic is natural too. That doesn't mean I'm going to wipe my face with it and eat it for breakfast. Just because something's natural doesn't mean you need to stick it in your vagina. Holy smokins. Seriously? Yes, I know. Sort of unbelievably disturbing. And I'm reading this going, what? And people were buying this. People were buying this. And I'm sorry if you're listening and you did buy this. But please use your mental faculties. There's like, what would make you think sticking wasp's nest into your vagina is a good idea? Yes, there is, uh, you know, 
medicine that says getting bitten by bees and wasps will help with arthritis, but none of them actually say that getting bitten your vagina is going to help with arthritis or somehow clean it. I don't even understand how it would clean it. I don't understand why it would tighten it. Kind of like there are many things that can tighten your yoni, but really like exercising it is number one. You know, you don't have to exercise it to the point where it can pop a pimple on somebody's face. It doesn't need to be that strong because most penises are not that tiny. If they are, again, maybe that person should have their penis looked at. But, you know, if you can fit an average penis into your vagina and give it a little squeeze and a hug, you're good to go. You don't really need to worry about um, any of these other things being tight enough or whether they're smelly. You know, there's a lot of things as women we're told that make us feel so wrong and so um, inhibited about our vulvas and particularly in the smell and the tightness are really big deals. You know, especially when men are like, your vagina smells so good. It's so tight. I'm like, what? Like, what? What? Why can't it just smell so good? And maybe it's like a gaping hole that can fit 17 penises in it. Like, maybe that's something to be cool, too, because not very many people can do that. But does it really need to be like a source of of embarrassment or contempt for ourselves in our lives? No. Our vaginas are our friends. They birth the entire planet. They're here and they are clear because guess what? They clear themselves. And if they aren't doing that, please seek out professional advice and go and see your gynecologist or OBGYN because they're there to assist you. And if they don't give you answers, go to another one. And if they don't assist you, see a homeopath too because they have stuff too. Get to your resources and get it cleared up because there's no reason for you to be walking around feeling embarrassed about your crotch. It's your crotch. It has a scent that is required to pull in the beauty of your life, the lovers of your life, the business of your life. Your crotch is there for all of that. It's magic. And if you guys were with me on my sexual magicism call that lasted 21 days, you'd get to know a lot more about the crazy awesomeness of all your crotch parts, men and women. So that may actually be uh, being reintroduced as a call series because it was so fun the first time around. I will let you guys know if it's coming back. But you'll have to join my mailing group to find more out about that. So go to com, join my mailing group so that you can keep up to date with all the crazy fun classes and things I am coming up with and to also get easy peasy links to past and future calls. So Thank you so much for listening tonight. I'm so grateful for all of you for listening to all my crazy fun shows. And if you have any crazy fun ideas that you would like to hear me research and talk about, please feel free to contact me. I would love to hear about your thoughts on this program. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.